Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Welcome everyone to episode 35. We're trying something different this week, listeners. You can't see it, but me and Dad are talking via Skype on a video call, aren't we? We are face to face. So we can see each other. (laughs) (laughs) Almost like we're in the same room. Yeah, yeah. Almost. It, it does make a difference, though, Steve. It does, it really, isn't it? It does, yeah. You're just yeah. in, a, you're at the moment, you're in a little box in the corner of my screen, and that's quite handy. So, um... <laughs> where I should be, Steve. <laughs> exactly where I should be, that is. <laughs> um, so, we've got lots to talk about this week, and let's crack on straight away with mentioning because the fantasy artwork that we talked about last week seems to have gone down really well. And yeah. we did a, I did a video version of the podcast, like an enhanced version of the podcast, which I stuck on YouTube, which showed people those images as we were talking. So, yeah. and obviously the pictures have gone up on Facebook now, so everyone can see the artwork that you've done for Michael Friend for the play. Yeah. And yeah. it's been a really, really good reaction, hasn't it? It has. Uh, I, I was, you know, when we first talked about it, uh, uh, Michael wants you to do these fantasy pictures. And uh, I said to you, I wonder if there's a reason for this, Steve. Yeah. You know? And it's strange. It's, we almost predicted something like this could happen. And I've got to say, that's one of the reasons why I didn't just put blobs on the paper, you know, because like Michael said, just put a few true scribbles. Yeah. And, or stick men like you put on the... Uh, <laughs> the, the uh, or a lo- lovely crayon drawing oh, that, that you did. Yeah, lovely crayon drawing, yeah. I hope people didn't think that was my work. What do you mean yeah. it was? That was your finest crayon oh, no, yeah. picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it was it, it's fantastic that uh, we did, in fact, get or are getting something back from it, you know, and I want to do more, uh, more the more the merrier. And you put uh, on the website, didn't you? You put a survey on. Yeah, I did a, put a poll on the site to find out if anyone wanted to learn more fantasy artwork tutorials. And the response is, is generally sort of 70% of the people have marked mm. yes, we'd like to do it. And we've got some um, some questions and some feedback that hopefully we'll get to today about watercolour and it seems to be an area that people are wanting to delve into mm, mm. and learn a bit more about. The thing is, Steve, I've said to you all along that uh, the artwork that I produce is meant to be fun, Yeah, basically, you know, fun, enjoyment, entertainment and a really good leisure pursuit. Well, this fits into the bracket really, really well, doesn't it? Yeah. And fantasy so, uh, is a, a nice new uh, sort of subject uh, material, isn't it? You know, it's, mm, it's mm. very creative. Um, it allows you to be sort of a bit more open, I would imagine, to what you're drawing. Mm. You know, there's less rules, I, I would guess. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. So it's, I, yeah. I wouldn't say that anything goes. I mean, one could think, oh, well, I could do anything then. You can't. There's a certain amount of, of uh, discipline that you would need for it. Uh, but once you get over that, you you can be very very creative with it. Yeah. Well, in fact, there's there's a sort of on the subject of creativity and being open but constrained. You've mentioned to me that you've, you're starting a new project mm. for Christmas time. Uh, we mm. we do a Christmas card picture every every year, don't we, for the listeners yeah. on the members site? So tell the listeners what you've got in the sort of pipeline for this Christmas because obviously it's going to be getting to that time where we might need to 
release that? Right. Well, to start off with, I was going through the pictures and the possible pictures, and I selected a couple. And this was just prior to all this fantasy that that I've been doing over the last couple of weeks. And having had success with that and enjoyed that, I thought, hey, why don't I do a Christmas card in the same kind of vein? So what I've come up with is a picture of a church. I mean, I can explain it to you, a picture of a church, and I've got some people that are obviously have come out of the church and okay. assembled at the, at the gate. And the church is one of these old rambling kind of churches, not the traditional church that you would see today. It's an old... And I tell you what church it is, Steve. You know Romney Church, don't you? Yeah. Well, it's that one. Is it? But not, not taken from that angle, taken from the other angle. Okay. So the, anyone familiar with the Romney Church picture? Yep. It is it, that church, but from a different it, angle. That's interesting. Absolutely, yeah. Up around the, it's it's from the front of the church, as opposed the one we did at Romney Church was at the back. Yeah, this is at the front. However, what I've done is taken that picture, or I'm going to take that picture, and then I'm going to change everything around it. So I'm, I'm the people who aren't there. Of course, I'm putting them in. And there's a couple of uh, a young couple coming out between the, the people standing at the gate and the door. A couple of coming out there. This is what I've done so far. Okay. I haven't finished drawing it out completely, but what I plan to do is there's an old rickety old fence that uh, is in the kind of foreground just behind these people, and on the right hand side, I'm going to put some holly <laughs> with some red berries on. And I'm going to put a robin. Oh, so it's going to be a very Christmassy, Christmassy picture, isn't it? Yeah. And the background is going to be ochres, blues, greens. You know, you saw that tree and you like the tree in... Yes, the, the willow well, it's going kind to of. be something like that. And if you can add ochre to the uh, fray as well. But it's also going to be snow. So it's going to be really, really interesting. Very atmospheric. Absolutely. It's going to be a super Christmas card. Already I can see that it's going to be, even though it's still only in its drawing stages. Mm. Uh, so I think we, we can look at the excitement. And what I'm thinking of doing is also, what normally I say, this is a picture, folks, and here we go. These are the pastel pencils, and here we go. What I'm thinking of doing is explaining how I constructed it all, putting yeah. all the bits and pieces, you know, together, how I put it all together. Yeah. My thoughts and feelings, like things I've just told you, but they came in little dribs and drabs and I sort of put them all together. So I thought I might do that as a, a precursor to the actual drawing. Yeah, well, that's, that's good for, for members as well because they can see, you know, if they want to construct and go their own way with different things and maybe even mm. this picture mm. and say, oh, I'll take that out and put that in because, you know, mm. you invite that kind of creativity. Mm. Um, so it, it would be great to learn how to do that well you remember must be uh, 10 podcasts ago probably more than that we were talking about putting subjects people into pictures yeah and i told you about croydon where i got 48 (laughs) different people yeah (laughs) uh and i mean that that was fascinating we spent quite a bit of time talking about that over a couple of weeks well this is really going to be how i did it yeah yeah and uh 
Great. And, uh, once again, you see, with a Christmas card, it's slightly different to just putting a normal, you know, picture through that has to look, uh, what can I say, it has to look good on someone's wall. This is a Christmas card. And although I think it would look good on a, on a wall, we're looking at uh, more um, a Christmas card than landscape picture on the wall, if you yeah. see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So I think we've got a little bit more freedom with it. Yeah, I think you're right. Some, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing it, and I'm sure everyone out there is looking forward to giving it a go. So that's... What you, what you've got to do, Steve, is give me a deadline. <laughs> so, so when have I got to get this done for? Well, I, probably pretty soon. Uh, not pretty soon, but if you want to make a start pretty soon, because we've um, we've got some projects that need to start going up there now. So uh, after right. running after the Quinton, so. And if you okay. think if it's probably, you know, by the time we get this started, it could be, you know, heading towards October, maybe by the time we, we mm. finish the tutorial. So people will want to get a head start, won't they? So of course they will, really. Perhaps, they to, perhaps next they month. For Christmas, yeah. Yeah. So next yeah, month. We'll next month. Yeah, next, next month, month we'll okay. start pushing that. So that sounds exciting. Great. Um, what else have we got to talk about? Let's start on to some questions that we've got here. We've got actually we've got two from Kim, so I'll start with with uh, those ones. The first one, she says, uh, "Hello. Although I have spoken to you before, uh, I've still not made a purchase. There are so many great tutorials that I cannot make up my mind. I just love the way you teach and the style of which everything looks so realistic with a lot of a lot of detail." I've watched the speed drawing and the sneak preview for the goldfinch and the parrots and would like to know if I can buy them as a DVD. At the moment, I've not signed up for all the tutorials, but would like to make a purchase first before signing up. Your artwork is brilliant and so easy to watch. Sad but true, now I watch your videos online rather than watching TV. Many thanks, quite, Kim. Quite right, too. Quite right, too. <laughs> That's the Don't way we're heading now, isn't it? Online, <laughs> online entertainment. Well, it brought up the question, really, and it's come up before, um, that do we do DVDs of our members' site well we we don't and we won't really steve um and kim because these are exclusive really and it would be very unfair to start issuing them as dvds in any way we've mentioned this before if you think of most of the projects that we've got would run for two or three hours yeah and how how on earth would we trim that down we could do it but it would uh, lessen the effect of it it, and they were made originally. When I make all these all these videos that I do, I make them with the express intention of showing every single brushstroke or pencil stroke uh, on the member site, so that people get a, a fantastic. This is why it's so successful. Whereas a DVD would have to be thought about differently. Yeah. But I did say uh, we have got quite a lot of DVDs. Uh, so if Kim's interested, they're there for the taking. Absolutely. Well, that you're absolutely right with that. The member site is meant to be sort of unlimited, open to mm. displaying absolutely everything. And we had trouble. I remember cutting down the when we were editing the starting out with pastel pencils DVD. Um, yeah. That yeah. that was that was a bit longer, and we had to cut that down. And that was a struggle to get down to sort of an hour and a half or whatever it turned out to be. That's right. Um, and you know, like you say, these are two, three, four. One of them's like six hours. I don't know which tutorial it was. I can't remember, but one of them just ran on and on and on and on and on. And there's, you know, obviously so much editing I need to do with that anyway. But 
majority of it went up and you can't mm. put that into a, a dvd it just no you can't cost no. a fortune and and for the price of a dvd you know on our site maybe 795 9.95 14.95 you could sign up to the member site for a month for 10 pounds and have That's a right. month 24 7 access to 60 hours opposed to one dvd so can you, uh, can you imagine someone steve um, just signing up i'll do that I'll take his advice for that and sign up for a month. How many hours was it? Something 60, 60 or 70 hours, hours yeah. To, can you imagine him trying to get it done in a month? <laughs> I know, I know. Well, you wouldn't get them all, but you could do something <laughs> no, like no, the Goldfinch. No. You know, you could work on the Goldfinch for a month, yes, absolutely. And that yeah. seems to be a very popular popular tutorial, the Goldfinch. And people yes. have done some really good jobs of, of that over the the years so well that was the one that uh, kim mentioned wasn't it the goldfinch the goldfinch and the parrots yeah they but uh, yeah. the parrots especially very mm. detailed yes um, so so that's great well thanks kim for that that's hope that answers your question you sent in another one which i think only just came in today so we thought we'd join them together um she says uh, hello i noticed on your website that you've been asking people if they're interested in watercolors I first started using watercolour until I was hooked on pastels after discovering your art tuition online. I have a tendency towards dyslexia and I wondered if you ever thought of putting together a booklet on how to draw. I do not like to cheat and I like to draw my pictures myself. To be able to do this, the picture I'm going to draw, say, a cat. It is broken into a few simple shapes that I put together and form a picture. Mm. There are many people that, like myself, who would benefit from something like that. It's just a thought. I shall carry on watching your tutorials and I'll be making a purchase soon, I promise. <laughs> Good. Well, uh, gosh, where do I start with this one? This is, uh, this is a, a big question, really, and it's going to have to have a biggish answer. So I'll keep it as brief as I can. I do agree with Kim that uh, it's nice to be able to draw your own pictures. Mm. Definitely. Uh, the problem you have, especially with animals, is if you get it wrong, you're really in trouble. If you get an eye that's not quite right or a nose that's misshapen or anything like that on an animal, it really shows up. You know, you have a... Uh, don't matter how clever you are at the actual colouring side, it won't work. So, but... I'm not knocking it. I think it's something we could probably, and I would consider, but I would like people out there in podcast land perhaps to get back to me on this and see what they think. Yeah. Because I do have my own way of uh, drawing freehand. It's it's different to... I, I taught myself again as I taught myself to draw, to um, paint. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is that I would stress that the square drawing system we have is kind of like drawing it yourself. But with the added benefit, really, of the grid system, which allows you to get the proportion right. Mm. Well, that's, that's so, not cheating either, is it, really? The square drawing system is just a guideline. It's not cheating. You're still freehand drawing, aren't you? Absolutely right. And I, I think probably I would probably steer people to that, especially in people and animals. Not so bad if you're doing a landscape, because really if you go wrong with a tree or a building, you can probably get away with it. But if you go wrong with the shape of a nose or the shape of an eye, uh, it doesn't work and you can go. I've seen very, very poor uh, freehand pictures drawn and painted, painted well, drawn badly, and okay. it doesn't work. So maybe an idea would be to start initially because we, I, I do believe that the square drawing is such a, a useful system to, to teach someone anyway how to draw freehand even without the square drawing. 
So I yeah. think that if we possibly started producing our own square drawing tutorials of how to use the square drawings effectively to draw, um, yes. that would be something that probably Kim would benefit from, but also perhaps other people. Yes, I agree with you. Because you've got to remember, uh, Kim, that this uh, square or grid system was has been used by all the great artists when they were doing all their work. They were using the grid system. It's it's not it's not new. We've developed a, a kind of a new version of it using the double. Um, that's not just the inch grid, but the half inch grid to make the detail just that a bit easier. Yeah. Uh, so you're you're in good company. I used it when I first started. You absolutely did. We spoke about that before, haven't we? Mm, the um, with the you know you discovering it from a Victorian book, you know, mm. uh, it's, you know something that's yeah. been a skill that's been passed down from from very very early on. So and I still use I still use it today. Yeah. It's, so it, it, I would think it's something that we. You're right. We ought to perhaps look at this. Start teaching uh, people. Again. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's yeah. So it, perhaps if people could give us the feedback, you know, we'll. Um, Welcome any emails or any Facebook posts or tweets or comments. If you've got anything, any feedback, if it's something you really like to learn how to draw freehand and you think the square drawing tutorials will help, then then let us know. Um, I think it's it's possibly a good idea. But we always go on your feedback, and if it's something you want to see, then we'll work towards giving that to you. One other thing I've just picked up, Steve, which as, as a footnote to what we've just said, Kim said she suffers with dyslexia. I think the square drawing would help with this as opposed to freehand drawing. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I'm not I'm not an expert at dyslexia, so uh, forgive me if I'm talking out of turn. But I would have thought maybe the square drawing would be easier to understand and perhaps check and, yeah, you know, whether it's right or not. Cause I don't know. Because you've Perhaps got, people could tell got, me that. You've got a guideline, I suppose, to work within. You know, you've got, um, you've got a structure. I suppose, with the grids and things like that. So it may help direct drawing in a certain way, perhaps. Yeah, it's, it well, certainly sure can't that. can't hurt to yeah. to think that that there would... There might be others out there, Steve, who, who can help me with that and say you know, whether that is, in fact, the case or not. Mm, mm. OK, so two great questions, Kim. Thank you for those. They're really, they're really good and possibly led us down another direction, which is great. The next one I have is from Jessica, and Jessica says, Hello, Colin. Do you have any watercolour packs? I would love to see and try more watercolour paintings, but in other subjects, such as flowers, perhaps. And I do love those fantasy paintings. I have five small children, so I would love to do something like that. Thank you, Jessica. Oh, well, there you are. That, that that's, confirms it's fantasy, fantasy, fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, what was the first part again? I forgot. Do you have any watercolour packs? Oh, yeah, we do have a watercolour pack. Uh, but we don't have – that's the general pack, the big pack that we you mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Yes. But what I think Jessica means is do we have watercolour packs like yes. we do have the pastel pencil packs? Yes. And the answer to that is no, we don't. No. Um, I don't know whether or not uh, we possibly could think about one, Steve. I don't know. Again, uh, we – Maybe we could try. Maybe we could try that with um, the first fantasy pack. Yes, you know, I do a fantasy pack, and uh, we'll try that. Yeah, because that might work nicely. Yeah, see how how that goes down. We'll we'll keep posted on that because it's something that could certainly develop, and the fantasy artwork is definitely going to keep going and develop as an idea, and we'll certainly start getting some 
some videos out there and some tutorials. So developing that into an instructional pack. Um, again, we sort of don't go down the DVD route so much because then you restrict yourself on what you can show. Um, but, yeah. but the watercolour is certainly something that, you know, we're, we're incorporating into the member's site with the mixed media and things like that. And the Quinton, a lot of was done in, in watercolour and with enhanced with pastel pencils. So there's going to be a certain amount of watercolour tutorials going on the membership site. So that may be something, Jessica, in the future, or maybe you are a member, I'm not sure, that you'll be able to see more of. And if we can put some fantasy stuff on there, then then you'll be, be mm. really sorted. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I'm more than, more than happy to do that. Because I love doing it. Yeah. So, so you've got me. Uh, you've got me on your in, on, your, in, on your side. You're on board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. Thanks, Jessica, for that question. The next one is from B, and she says, "Hi, Colin. I only just found out about the John Lewis competition. Is this something that?" Ah, oh, yeah. Well, she she entered it this last year. She entered in the com. Uh, the John Lewis competition and, and won a prize. Oh, did she? Yeah, last year. And oh. I, think, I think that's... She's missed out. Off ...telling me that uh, she's um, just found out too late about it. Oh, she? about this year, yeah. I only just found out my pictures were not selected. Looking at the ones that were, they appeared to have been smaller than mine. I think my ones were a bit scary. On the good side, yeah. one of my paintings in the student exhibition at our local art centre has been sold. So that's the first. The exhibition only started Saturday and runs until the 22nd of September. So I'm hoping I might be lucky with another one. Hope oh, you're well, Carmen Gasby. I hope so too. Uh, but it, the, the point there was, I think, the large pictures. Um, I've said this before. I think people like A4 size or smaller, really. Mm. Because once you once you frame pictures, they become too big. And I think I think this is something that... Uh, he was was talking about yeah you know, that the fact that uh, the pictures were quite big and maybe it's off-putting and i think they are you tend to find this in exhibitions you know the bigger pictures go unless they're you know exceptional you know usually the smaller pictures tend to go better yeah would you say that majority of people you know they've, if they've got to buy a larger picture they've got a bigger space on their wall to fill and mm. people you know like to put perhaps a couple of pictures up so perhaps they select a few smaller pictures to purchase? Mm -hmm. uh, well, uh, it comes down to the subject itself, Steve. Mm. If, if the subject, if it's a, a good quality picture by a, a well-known artist, something like, um, what's the name? I can't think of the chap's name, the wildlife artist. has gone now. My mind's going, Steve. David Shepherd, that's it. That's the chap I'm trying to think of. Yeah. If you a picture like his, uh, you could get a big picture, animal or elephants or something, and you get away with it because he's a very, very good artist. But in the amateur level, you've got to match that or go small. Yeah. Because people don't really want to pay a great deal of money out and have a large picture that's going to take up too much space. Mm. Mm. This is why I've always tended to make my animal pictures on the A4 size. Yes. Uh, because I think people can find a space for that. Yes. Well, that actually leads me on to another question from Jade that came in on Facebook today, and I, I've replied to Jade, but I wanted to double-check with you. She said, what size are most of your animal portraits? And I said, I'm pretty sure the majority of the ones that you've done are A4 size. So, right, so they are. they are, yeah? Yeah, Great. they are. 
Okay, yeah. so I can reply to Jade and tell her that that has been confirmed. So yeah, A4 is is a good size, and but on the bright side, B, that's fantastic news that you've been able to sell one of your pictures already, mm. um, and oh, it's yeah. and it's yeah. you know barely a week that it's been running. So best of luck for the rest of the exhibition. Absolutely. Congratulations. Okay, the last question we've got here is from Hayden. And Hayden says, Hello, Colin. I'm following your videos as good as I can, but my results are flat with no luster. The materials I use are your recommended ones. I'm drawing the black and white spaniel at the moment and the resulting eye and hair hasn't got the sparkle as in your picture. Can you help me? Yes. I asked Hayden to send me his picture so far once he'd done okay. because really I, I, I would have to it would have to be guesswork otherwise yeah and I did see it and he he's doing a good job of it but he's right they tend to lack the sparkle okay and it's all to do with the you know we talked about mud before haven't we and how to create mud mm. well mud is is a result of over application of colors I, sometimes it's too much base colour. Uh, once the darker colours go on or the brighter colours go on, they're weakened. And sometimes it's uh, light being put over dark, you know, because you think, oh, I've made this too dark, so I'm uh, trying to make it lighter. And you put the lighter colours over the dark. And this all deadens the colour. So all of those things are happening in, in his picture, I'm afraid. Right. Um, and although he's using the same colours as me, is not using them with the same strengths uh, and the same uh, because it's the vibrancy at the end that you need. So I, all I would and I did suggest he revisits the video and looks at it again because the, the the answers are there. The one thing you can't tell when you're looking at the video is the kind of pressure I'm putting on. Yeah, you know, you, you know, you look at it and you think, well, is he is he pressing hard or is he? It all comes down to experience in the end. And when you see what I would always suggest in a situation like this, say, say, let's take the eye, for instance. If Hayden wasn't happy with the eye, what I would do if I were him is do it again on spare paper. Yes. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be exactly the same. You, here you're not um, winning any um, awards for accuracy. It doesn't have to be. But you can use the same process. Yeah, and do it and do it and do it and keep doing it, keep practicing it until you nail it. And once you nail that, then everything else will come in uh, you know, in focus mm. as you go back over other things because you're seeing. I understand what I'm doing now. You yeah, know, I'm putting too much base on, or I'm putting too much color, or I'm overlaying. Yeah. Mm. So by practicing on a spare bit of paper, you know, you're not you can work on almost like as a little exercise, can't you? That's, that's and you've right. and you've got separate anyway exercises for eyes. We've got the tiger's eye exercise and mm. uh there's a dog's eye exercise, I think, as well. There's mm. there's a lot of different eye little exercises that are separate that you know, seventy nine P on the store that you could get that, you know, if you want to have something else to to try out. Um, before you go ahead with the picture, you can practice those little components. Because yeah, I suppose things absolutely. like the eyes and the nose, the little key features of the dog, you really want to pop out, don't you? The eyes want to really stand out. Mm. Absolutely. Um, well, what people don't know is that when I'm doing a picture, and it's the first time I'm actually doing this picture, I very often do that myself before mm. I actually tackle something. I think I ought to just test these colours out. Yes. So I do that. 
even now, just to make sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you've got to be right, haven't you? You've got to you've yeah. got to try something yeah. out before you do it. There's no, you know, there's no harm in doing that. A little test run. Exactly. What, what is? I don't show everybody that. No, no. Well, yeah. I should. Show, show all of it. <laughs> show you trying and failing and trying yeah. and failing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that's that's a very good point, Hayden, and, and thank you for for coming out, uh, coming back with that. And do let us know how you get on, and um, how it came out in the end. So, okay, great, excellent. Well, those are all the questions I've uh, had written down. Um, it's really left to say about the obviously we're going to have the fantasy stuff coming soon. The hug me picture has gone up on Facebook. We've had a ton of reaction from last week's podcast. It seemed to spark everyone off and I lost count of the amount of emails and things like that that came through saying, hug me, yes, hug me, yes, and comments and things like that. <laughs> well, he's, he's on the way. He's, he's on the way. People are going to love that. That really is a lovely picture to do. It seems Great like, pleasure, I think. It seems like it brought back a lot of memories for some people as well. So it was nice yeah. to, to relive some of that um, nostalgia for them, I suppose. So, um, so yes, yeah, so Hug Me's on the way. The kitten with the brick and the landscape, the mixed-media Quinton picture is still running on the site. So they're going to be coming to an end pretty soon. So we're going to have some new things coming for you. Obviously, we've already spoken about the um, Hug Me picture and the Christmas card picture. So lots of exciting things coming into the autumn-winter season, I suppose. That's what we're heading in now because we're nearly at the end of summer. I got a few more things up my up my sleeve as well. Have you? I know about yeah, yeah. Great. Well, <laughs> you haven't told me about them yet, so I'll no, be keen. No, no. i to know as well. Um, okay, great. So, if you've got a question for Colin, you can send it to Colin's email address, Colin at BradleyGallery.co.uk, or you can send him a tweet at Colin Bradley Art, or you can write on the Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Colin one nine four zero. And do head over to our YouTube channel for something like 200 free videos that we've got up there, tutorials and all sorts of things. We've just put up today the uh, charcoal picture part three, the kneeling nude that you did, Dad. That's oh, gone yeah, up today. Yeah. So that's the third and final part of that tutorial. So if you want to know how to get that charcoal effect in pastel pencil, then head on over to the YouTube channel and watch the three part tutorial that we put up there so there's still freebies going around but we've still got the member site going along as well lovely excellent okay uh anything to add dad uh only that the background on the nude is fantastic people are gonna love that yeah you know the background yeah 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 that's this and, video uh, yeah it's part three it, it, it's different very different I had a bit of a problem with that when I thought, well, how am I going to do the background? Hmm. Because the background on the original picture that I did was totally different to that. Yeah. But I wanted something that made it stand out more. And I was very pleased with that background in the end. So if nothing else, folks, watch it just for the background. <laughs> Not for the subject, just no, the background. Forget, no. <laughs> forget the woman. No. <laughs> um, great. Excellent. Even more reason to. Okay. And you can subscribe, if you haven't already subscribed, you can subscribe to us through iTunes or through Stitcher Radio, which we're still on and, and getting a lot of hits from. So you can get us anywhere, all over the show. And that's about it for this week. So thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week. 
Uh, did you know it's a vote week this week in Broadstairs, Steve? Is it? And I'm, yeah, I'm going to put my bells on and pick up the sticks and do a bit of Morris dancing down the bandstand. Are you really? Yeah, yeah, serious. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, we'll video it and we'll put it on YouTube for everyone. Ah, uh, I might change my mind now then. <laughs>